Alright, no more fucking around. Intro to the Dicey D20. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dicey D20. My name is Noah, Dungeon Master, and I am joined here by our players. We have Tyson McKay. Tyson, how is it going, my brother? Shut up, Noah. <laughs> You're a piece of shit. You think we're just going to act like last week didn't happen? That was honestly my hope for this week, but uh, <laughs> I can see psych- you're still salty about it. You want to talk sick, about it? Sick psychopath. You just decapitated my friend or whatever you did. I wasn't there paying attention or anything. but I, I did not decapitate him, and I apologize I to, no you, to you mostly. I phoned me crying. Stop, <laughs> what's, what's wrong? And he's like, Noah killed me. Well, what are you talking about? And then he then he explained it to me, and I was like, well, if he's dead now, then which one out of me and Tyson is next? Yeah, who's next, Noah? I plead the fifth at this time. <laughs> I don't think it's wise that I tell you guys all my plans. Her also, Canadian. Amber's depth, de- depth. death was not planned <laughs> at all. I feel the need to say that. Yeah, I, I truly do feel excited at new opportunities that uh, that lie for the, the members of Dicey D20. Oh yeah, like burying his body, Noah. We are also joined by longtime listener at this point, but certainly not a first-time caller. We have Fievel Mausenthrov on the line. Fievel, how is it going, my friend? Do you even go here? <laughs> <laughs> Plus four hundred experience points. Hey, I like I, that. I forget what <laughs> podcasting is all about. When I when I first clicked on it, I was like, Where, "Where's the video? How are they gonna see my sexy body?" And then and then I realized it's just all audio. I have to describe to them my sexy body. All right, start with your shoulders. All right, uh, broad, <laughs> you know, milky. At most nights, I uh, put on some cream because they're they're pretty dry because of my career. But you know, nothing wrong with a little chafing in my right. I'm sorry. Right. Was the whole point of this not to describe how sexy you are <laughs> i was <laughs> as that went on i got more and more turned off by your shoulders i'm very much turned on right now you're helping me get over rogar i appreciate you see it. like yeah it'll it'll work for half the fans the other half will be like you know you know i, I can't please everyone <laughs> he's right well rogar's passing is certainly sad but not something that we want to focus on right now as we are transferring things over, kind of moving over in the storyline to Fievel Mausentrov, who, as I feel the need to, we're not going to recap everything, but you guys all finished up with at the docks and getting getting the uh, the ships ready for your voyage. You were all standing on the streets. It was Tyson McKay, then Rogar Ragnak, as well as Gregory and Dabaldob, as well as Amara, the blue woman in Fievel. You were all standing there. Gregory and Dabaldob quickly took off on an adventure of their own. And then Rogar and Tyson looked for Fievel as they were going to start their adventure, and he was nowhere to be found. So that's actually where we're going to pick things up for today, is is what happened to Fievel Mausentrov? Where has he been? What has he been up to? This is a question in every season. I want, I want to make that clear. <laughs> I want to let people know that there's pits everywhere, and I may have fallen into one. <laughs> All the progress of making me good just went down the fucking drain because now you, I'm pure evil again. Do you think you were good during those episodes before? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'd hate to see what evil looks like. <laughs> yeah, it's too bad you're not good anymore. We need someone to fill Rogar's 
Very, very still Jeez. warm shoes. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, so, Fievel Mazentrov, we're going to be starting off with you. Do you have any questions, comments, or concerns? Anything you need to update us on in your, your character sheets? I, I'm assuming you, you went through all those and you're rare to go, as it were. Yeah, I'm not I'm not going to do what, what I mentioned before. I'm going to find something else, but I'll add it in next time, okay? You know, you, you can have them if you want. I'm, I'll allow it. Only I think it dope. would actually I think it would actually make sense with your now flying beast that you can kind of glide down from his back if you so choose. All right. You know, you know falling, falling was the main wings. danger. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I definitely don't think they should be butterfly wings. Oh no. I think it makes okay. more sense that they're bat wings. Okay. And I feel like in addition to that, you know how you know how the hands of a bat are the, the little claws they have are actually, you know, the bones extend from from the wings itself, the the membrane in between. If your forearms, you know, are, are with the wings, that kind of makes sense too, right? Oh god, you mm, only like, have two arms again. Like the Suck w- it. Oh, god. No, you, you'd still have I'm normal. Four... <laughs> <laughs> no, you're definitely not that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Is being normal the main danger here for you? No, you definitely still have four arms. I just feel like the membrane should be, you know, from the side of your body to the first arm, from the first arm to the second arm. And then there's enough folds in the membrane for you to still do things with all four arms. But I just think in terms of mice getting wings, butterfly wings, these are evolution points, not gene splicing points, okay? If we're thinking about the evolution of a mouse... You know, into like gliders, and then later on into bats. I think I think it makes sense that you probably have a membrane between your arms. Okay, I think uh, maybe it's time I mention something from my backstory. <laughs> By and all means, please my, go, go my, for it. My grandpepe wasn't always loyal to uh, sleeping with mice and his wife. <laughs> One time, he went on an adventure and slept with some beautiful butterfly, and maybe that's the explanation for my awesome wings. Okay. The explanation for your awesome <laughs> wings is most certainly the fact that you're a beast master and not your fucking loose <laughs> slut of a grandfather. <laughs> Fair. Uh, right. I feel like your grandfather, your grandpapé as you called him, was probably just paraded through the streets like Xerxes. Shame. <laughs> Shame. <laughs> Throwing apples and fecal matter. Slut. <laughs> Yeah, definitely don't have butterfly wings. Is is that understood? Yes. Okay. No. Bat wings. Need to always make things understood to get that clarification. Okay. So you have wings now, in addition to the forearms which you previously had. Is there anything else you want to let us know about before we begin? No. No. Okay. Okay. The tone of that no was <laughs> it was a deceitful one. I'm just going to leave that. There's just some extra stuff. Okay. Like Chomper, Bowser, and Kuzumbo's, uh... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> you can't just say these things as though they don't merit a response. We all knew about Chomper. Bowser and Kazumbo, I don't even think those were on the poll that we asked people about. <laughs> Bowser, I understand. Sorry, where does Kazumbo come from? <laughs> you know what? Listeners, quick Google. That's my reference now. It's... No. it's 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 Bowser's brother, alright? Spoilers, Bowser has a brother. Just when you thought you went into those castles as Mario and kicked the shit out of him and you thought the, the dynasty was over, think again. 
God okay. damn that, I, that. I will probably think again about that sometime. <laughs> I learned a lot today. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, certainly something different than we experienced with Rogar, where every single moment felt like I was getting slowly fucking stupider. <laughs> <laughs> but at least we got somewhere. <laughs> Forks in the road equals bad. <laughs> uh, I want to make that into a t-shirt. I want to make it into a motivational t-shirt where it's like, if you're experiencing forks in the road, it means you're getting somewhere. But okay, Fable Mazenthra, thanks so much for filling us in last minute, as it were, on uh, on all of your upgrades. And we can probably get started if you're rare to go. Yeah, let's do it. So, Fievel, last we left off, all of the adventurers had completed getting the ships ready for their departure in three days. You were all standing around, obviously quite proud of yourselves at accomplishing this menial task when Rogar and uh, Tyson standing beside you and Gregory and Davildob standing beside you with Amara, Gregory and Davildob just walked away from you guys, took off and then you had Rogar and Tyson speaking with Amara and you were kind of standing, you know a little, you're a shorter stature kind of fella and it's a big city and you know there's obviously the sounds and sights of the city all around you, many different smells for sure, for that little mouse nose to pick up. But as they're speaking about the logistics of the mission ahead, a certain scent crosses your nose. Oh, God. Is it cheese? <laughs> it is not cheese. No. Oh. It's a familiar scent, yet distinct. Arda? Uh. <laughs> you can roll me a d20 if you want to try and pinpoint the smell. All right. Come on, nose. I'd say, uh... Thirteen. Fievel Mausentrov, it is most certainly the smell of another mouse folk. Oh, no. I didn't think <laughs> I would have to murder someone so soon, but, uh, all right. It can only be one. <laughs> Ria. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> so, I thought yeah. I killed him. <laughs> So, Fievel, no, the the smell is familiar in the sense that it's a mouse folk, yet it is distinct. You know that it's certainly not a mouse folk you've met before, as you guys know each other's scents pretty well when you when you know each other. But you have to smell their ass to make sure. It yeah, it's like it's like dogs. <laughs> <laughs> again, no, I said mouse folk, not rat folk. You know, an honest mistake to make. But again, someone that you have not met, it's a distinct smell. Okay, well let's uh, let's follow the scent. I'm curious. All right, can you roll me a d20 to find the scent trail and follow it? Can I ride Chomper as my nose follows? Or is, okay, he, so is I, he around? I, I feel the need to tell you, you're on the streets of Malvista, crowded and busy with the the ongoings of the city. Chomper is not with you in the street, Fievel, because of course he's not, because he's <laughs> a three-headed, at this point, large, correct? Or did he ascend to huge yet? He's huge. Yeah, so, he, so a huge three-headed drake with wings is certainly not in the city. What if I if, call him? If he is, I've, I've <laughs> drastically misinterpreted, and therefore I have mischaracterized the situation for sure. No, no, Fievel. Chomper is at your direction, flying high in the sky, so he appears very, very small. And he's actually currently not above the city, but out at the outskirts in the wilds around Malvista hunting. All right, I sit down, cross my legs, and I pout because I want him to be there. <laughs> okay, uh, so you've walked a few feet away from your friends. You know, you are already knee level. You're not very tall, about two and a half feet. And now instead of, uh, well, instead of doing anything, 
related to the smelling of the other mouse folk. You've just sat in the middle of the street. There are children and humans walking by you. You actually see some dwarves and members of other races as well. And carts passing you from down here, lower than where you typically are. It is it is quite the sight to see. Lots of busyness on the streets of Malvista. Can I pretend like I'm foaming from the mouth? Yeah, sure. You want to roll me a performance check for that? It's a 19. Okay. So getting really frothy foam to kind of spill from your cheeks, almost as though you've done this before, had some experience with rabies or going insane in a pit, being thrown there by your brother, you're... This this is the performance of a lifetime, and people around are certainly noticing. A child pulls at her mother's you know, leg of her dress and says, Mama, Mama, that, that creature. She looks, and you, you're obviously frothing at the mouth, eyes wide, staring at her, I'd imagine. And the mother quickly pulls her child away from you. All right, show's over. I get up and shake it off. I continue to follow the scent. Can you roll me a d20, please? Uh, perception check. Or I'll allow survival, as you are technically at this point tracking. Fievel is a uh, that's, terrifying that's creature. A 12. So, Fievel, you stick your nose in the air slightly, sniffing, your little whiskers kind of bouncing back and forth, as you are a few feet from your friends speaking with Amara. The smells that you smell on the streets of Malvista are diverse. Lots of different fish oils and guts, as well as uh, some blood, which uh, runs through the street from a nearby butcher shop. That being said, there are pleasant smells as well. It seems like baked cinnamon rolls are being made up the street, uh, as well as the perfumes of some some very, very elegant-looking ladies walking by. But the smell of the mouse folk is certainly the most distinct, and in your mind, just biologically, you, you notice these smells more than others, because they are very important to your kind. You know that down the street, towards the docks, is the direction from which the smell or the scent trail is emanating. Perhaps this mouse folk walked by not long ago. As the scent of whatever mouse folk it was still clings to the cobblestone streets below. I look back at Tyson and Rogar and I say, I'll, I'll be right back. My nose is picking up on something, right? Okay, so don't, you're don't about five, <laughs> five feet from them. And, uh, you know... You're kind of saying this, you know how people, you know, turn and murmur something or say something, but they're saying a little bit quieter because their mind's elsewhere. Your mind is certainly elsewhere, and so the sounds of the city don't allow Tyson and Rogar to hear you. But uh, nonetheless, are you on your way following the scent trail? I am. Okay. So heading down the streets, the smell gets stronger as you walk about 100 feet away from your friends. The smell is almost at this point everything you can sense as your mouse brain as insane and wild as it is just becomes frenzied with the the smell of another mouse folk okay can i start moving faster and shoving people you definitely can you move faster and you start shoving people through the streets you know (laughs) at this with your clothes on i mean they might mistake you for a child an ugly one at that but Nonetheless, it's not enough to kind of cause an uproar until eventually, you know, passing by some alleyways and then continuing down the street, the smell is not as strong anymore. What the? Can I look for, like, footprints or go back a bit and see if I could get the scent again? Yeah, so no footprints on the cobblestone streaks. I I, I like where your head's at. However, you do retrace your steps, and the smell is most strongly emanating from an alleyway. Oh, God. Riov did this to me one time. (laughs) (laughs) 
You want to talk about it or you want to? <laughs> he used a giant fan to blow my favorite cheese scent towards the pit. And then I was walking with my nose up in the air and I fell into the pit. It was awful. Was that the, the first time or the second yeah. time? Or... How many times have uh, you been in it? That was the seventh. Drew's <laughs> more elaborate than the last. We have always got me in the pit. <laughs> so it's one sick son of a bitch. I'll, I'll tell you that. Yeah, right. yeah well, is the it... scent is most strongly emanating from an alleyway. Is it dark? Should I make some light? No, the, the alleyway is not covered. I mean, it's darker in the alleyway than it is on the open streets of Malvista at midday. The alleyway actually does not follow through to another street, but rather is a dead end, at the end of which there are some barrels and crates piled up. Ew, it's a swamp mouse. Gross. <laughs> Scavenging in barrels, looking for skeletons of fish already been eaten by humans. Fucking disgusting. All right, well, I'm going to go yell at this disgusting mouse folk. Can you roll me a folk. d20, please, for the scent that you're smelling? Uh, that's a one. <laughs> Yeah, you're absolutely convinced it's a swamp mouse. A degenerate of the species. Just something <laughs> below you and, you know, a blight on the name that is Mouse Folk. Alright, I march down the alley and I say, Show yourself, swamp mouse! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Fievel, you scream out, Show yourself, swamp mouse, and peeking out from behind one of the crates, the face... Of a mouse folk appears. Her eyes are soft. Her fur is snow white. Her nose is pink and sniffing the air hesitantly. She looks at you. The soft eyes of the mouse folk meet your gaze. I ask her, is the swamp mouse behind you? She blinks and you notice that she is quite fair, a, a mouse folk maiden here. Her ears are perked up. A little bit. They are not the same kind of triangular-looking ears as yours, but much rounder. And she actually has a silver earring in her left ear. As she steps out a little bit more from the shadows, you see that she's wearing a blue cloak with a an opal clasp. The belt which she wears has a number of pouches on it, and there are blue tattoos or markings are on her ankles and her tail. Her fur, again, not just her face, but all over her body is snow white. Uh, she has bracelets on, a rapier at her side, and jeweled what look to be kind of like clan bracelets almost, which are actually on her tail. As she steps out to look at you, hand on her rapier, she says in quite a formidable voice, Stay back, assassin. What'd you call me? <laughs> so she draws her rapier at this point, extending it towards you with uh, her hand and holding her other hand behind her back her cape flourishing as she does so. She says, I am not afraid of you, you night tail. I say, do it. You're just going to point your weapon at someone? Just just stick it through my heart like Arda did. She, uh, she looks at you. She says, I do not know this, Arta, but are you not one of the night tail assassins? I'll be whatever you want me to be, all right? <laughs> You go from so sad to so confident <laughs> immediately. Her face scrunches up as she looks at you and she says, I do not understand. I, I thought you were here to kill me. Uh, no, I I thought I smelt a swamp rat and I just came came down the alleyway to, to yell at that swamp rat, but you don't seem to be of swamp rat descent. <laughs> 
So, so Bill is just a racist. <laughs> Bill, known fact about the fact about the most folk clans is they are super racist. <laughs> in in writing this story, actually, it's it's been actually a horror <laughs> reading through their histories. Sweet Jesus. Nonetheless, this pure white mouse folk, fair, with large blue eyes and pink nose, looks at you distastefully and thrusts her rapier back into its sheath. She puts her nose up in the air and she says, A swamp rat? Do you not know to whom you speak? No. Name's Baxter. Okay. <laughs> she looks at you. It's either disapproving or she's looking at you as a, as a lower... An inferior, as you know from being obviously so caught up in the internal politics of a mouse folk clan, <laughs> mouse folk are hierarchical structures. The clans are, you know, they have leaders and almost royalty to in, in some of the older clans, and then, you know, other clans will break off and start anew, right? She looks to you and she says, I am no swamp rat. And she smells across the alleyway. She says, you don't smell so appetizing yourself. To keep the the coyotes off, you know, catch my drift. So her ears go back, kind of flat, and she says, What is coyote? I tell you, well, you know, it, you must know how it is out there. We're, we're small, vulnerable creatures, and we come across a lot of bigger creatures that wouldn't mind eating us in one bite, so... I feel the the stench keeps them away and keeps them off my my tracks. Disgust in her voice again, she says, Perhaps you are small and helpless, but not I. Not I, my friend. No, and and a poor bathing ritual is no excuse. (laughs) I mean, I I can go shower uh, later, you know. Might have to find a nice lagoon or a pond of some sort, uh... Me and Jack Bauer used to spend nights in there, you know? Okay, so as you're rambling uh, on, her eyes trail past you into the street, and she says, Quick, get down! I dive to the ground. Okay, she, with a twirl, the cape disappears behind the barrels again, eyes peering out, and Fievel, have you just dropped to the ground, or have you tried to hide at all here? Oh, should should get down. She wasn't specific. Um, okay, so I, I suppose you're you're diving to the left and down the alleyway, you know, like towards the wall. Sure. Okay, roll me a d20. This is going to be a, a stealth, like a hide check here. Um, how about fourteen? Okay, so Fievel hiding expertly in the sewage refuse, which is running down the side streets of this alley. You oh, perfect. Lay yourself right down. Uh, <laughs> Now, looking back from your hidden position, you see multiple small cloaked figures pass the alleyway, stop for a moment, and then continue to walk on. You hear the voice from the end of the alleyway say, Quick, come down here. Hide. I follow her direction and go and hide. Okay, so, uh, you know, she's back to the crates, crouched down, and you slide in beside her. She looks at you, nose scrunching up once more, and she says, how is it possible that you smell worse from a moment ago? <laughs> Look, I, I don't know what these humans do in these alleyways, but God, is it awful. Shh, quiet. They're coming back. She peeks over slightly and then drops her head back down again as you hear the footsteps of multiple figures walking down the alleyway. I look to her and I say, who are they? 
It is who I thought you were, she says. I thought you were one of the night tales sent to assassinate me. No, my lady, I'm just from the Rumuski tribe. Well, it's not a tribe anymore, but that's, that's what I used to be part of. Okay, so she looks to you, slightly confused, and says, I have not heard of this Rumuski tribe. Is it, is it well known? Is it large? No, not really. Hmm. Well, perhaps you are the best person I could have met. The night tales have been following me for days. What do they want? It's at this point that a voice calls out from down the alleyway. Princess, we know you are behind there. Come out. I promise we won't hurt you. All right. I tell her to keep her mouth shut and I walk out. <laughs> God, is that really how you read her as a character to interact with? <laughs> So you see strong, confident woman, and you think the best way there is keep your mouth shut. <laughs> Let the man do the talking. So Sorry, misogynist, how, how, racist. How <laughs> <laughs> yeah, folk are just a bunch of backwater ingrates. Okay. So sorry, you said shut your mouth and let me do the talking. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So she looks at you, quite furious, you can tell. But what is it that you're doing? Are you standing up? Are you stepping out? Are you... Yeah, I step out and start talking to the person at the end of the alleyway. Fievel, at the end of the alleyway, you see four clad in black cloaks, mouse folk. Their ears pierce many times with both gold and silver earrings. Their fangs, some of them are placed with silver or golden teeth. Mm -hmm. Their claws seem long and they carry with them very misshapen looking swords and axes. The leader, the one stepping out from the rest of the group, pulls a very wicked curved looking blade from its sheath and he says, Ah, another mouse folk. Pray tell, who are you? It is I, your princess, and I <laughs> pretend to act like very intoxicated. You are not the one we are looking for, but I know she is there. Your ploy will not work. Tell me, who are you? So I will know the name of the mouse folk I have killed. Name Don't tell him. Baxi. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He looks at you and he says, Ah, Baxter. Well, your name, it means nothing to me, nor does your life. So, please, step aside. What is this mouse folk to you, hmm? Certainly not a member of your own clan. Now that I can see. Uh, you, you know, she, she likes the finer things, and I, I'm just old-fashioned. He looks at you, his nose pulling back as well from the stench that is your now musk, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, No, very clearly, you are old-fashioned. Well, as an old-fashioned mouse folk, I do not need to tell you the ways of the old clans. Step aside. This is not your fight. Not your clan. Well, I didn't want to have to do this. And then I screech and call down Chomper. <laughs> okay. So, let's take a quick pause. Because I feel like, first of all, I need one. And second of all, I think everyone else might too. You understand that Malvista is the largest city in the south it is a, a port, a trading city. There are nobles here, as well as a city guard, a standing army. 
<laughs> does, does any of this resonate within your very small mouse skull? Um, yeah. Okay. I'm in, I'm in trouble. I'm nothing without my beast, and I need help. Okay, you've got forearms, a bunch of weapons, and wings, and I'm not saying you can't. I'm just saying, first, consider what may occur if <laughs> both Chomper, Bowser, and whatever the fuck decide to come down. <laughs> <laughs> and even if they're only attacking these mouse folk, the, your drake will be attacked by the city. Just just wanting to throw that out there so that you are aware. Bunch of racists. I'm sorry. <laughs> you don't get to pull the race card after what you just did. Uh, no, you, you bring up a good point there. All right. I'm just I'll saying, think of something else. I'm just saying I don't want you to be upset when Chopper's got spears sticking out of him and holes in his wings. Yeah. I mean, he would go down fighting, and that would be a good episode. <laughs> yeah, the destruction we, of Alvista and the derailment of this entire season. <laughs> we can't lose both characters. <laughs> so, um, the last thing that the Mouse Folk leader said to you was that this is one of the old ways of the clans, and that as a clan member not belonging to the princesses, you are not obligated to step in the way. In fact... It, it's not your fight. Okay. I step aside and I say, I know my place. <laughs> the leader, still keeping his sword unsheathed, says, Step out, princess. And the mouse folk standing beside the leader, apparently the second in command, also throws out a few quips. Um. will be voiced by Tyson. If you say Jesus. Oh. <laughs> I step out twitching because my character twitches. Oh, it's God's a... Mazer. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Mousefolk. You stay where you are. Ooh, I like the voice that we're, we're, we're doing here. Now, the leader at this point says, Princess, step out into the light. Now, the Mousefolk princess, whose name you do not know, steps out. Her hand on the hilt of her rapier as she steps past you. You can almost see the look of disgust in her face as she looks to you and... I don't know what she was expecting out of you when she met you. I'm not going to say it was much, but it certainly was more than this. She steps out, drawing the rapier blindingly quick. She says, Yurik, I would say it was good to see you. And then she points the rapier out towards him, placing her other hand behind her back, her cloak flapping quite quickly. Of course, I would be lying. Her nose twitches. How dare you speak to my master that way? Okay, so Yurik <laughs> places his hand on... Uh, s s sorry, do you have a, a name for this character that you like, or uh, do you want the name I came up with for you? My name is Darius. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Yurik places his hand <laughs> on Darius, and he says, calmly, Darius, calmly. I twitch back into place. <laughs> sorry we'll sir take, sorry we will take the princess from the city now you can come quietly or we can do this the hard way he says as he takes a few steps forward yes yes the hard way okay uh, <laughs> Darius the methamphetamine addict of a fucking mouse also steps forward <laughs> as does the two others that are there Fievel is there anything that you would like to do or are you staying out of this fight I say, look, I, I know I said I'd step aside, but can I talk to her and maybe maybe convince her to come quietly? 
So Yurik looks to Darius and the others, and he says, "You have one minute to make the princess see reason." <laughs> one okay. minute. Okay. Um, At this point, Yurik turns to Darius and he says, "We talked about this. Stop <laughs> repeating everything I say." I'm sorry, my lord. I won't repeat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Fievel, you are now speaking directly to the princess. All right. I turn to her and I say, "Can I whisper in her ear so that the others can't hear?" You can. All right, let's do it. Okay, so you cool. approach her ears, and she she pulls back a little bit, obviously because you reek, and yeah, <laughs> also because you know you just said, yeah, it's not my my war. I'm gonna step out of this. <laughs> You're not her favorite mouse folk at this moment in that alleyway, and that includes Darius and Yannick. So <laughs> uh, Darius is slime. God. <laughs> Is that what you're saying I, to her? Or? Yeah, I hate that yeah. guy. Yeah. <laughs> That's a douche. So I had to grow up with him. <laughs> she looks at you and no, she says, I... They are not from my, my clan. You think I would be a part of the Night Tales? She sticks her nose up in the air again and she says, I am a white whisker. You know what? That's, that's enough for me. All right. I got a plan here, sugar. You're going to hold <laughs> on to me and I'm going to fly you out of here, all right? Okay, she looks to you and she says, You are going to fly us out of here. I'm sorry. Are you mouse folk or are you not? Um, it's complicated. We only have a few more seconds. Whatever you're going to do, do it. Okay, hold on to me. And then I fly. Okay. My new bat wings. So she grabs onto your torso and you begin to take flight into the air. Yurik, the leader of the Night Tales, lets out a hiss and he says, Darius, grab her. Darius, you grab! <laughs> and I rush okay. him. As you rush him, Yurik just face in, <laughs> face in his palm just says, he keeps on repeating me. <laughs> Darius, most folk have some pretty advanced leaping skills, and actually by scaling the wall a little bit and leaping off of it, you'll be able to grab onto definitely the princess, if not Fievel as well. I also did a bunch of cocaine right before this, so... <laughs> 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 okay, you definitely should have screamed that as you were running into this fight, but that's fine. <laughs> okay, right, so I, I leap out at, at them as they're taking off. Okay, so scaling the wall slightly and then leaping, I'm going to need you to roll an acrobatics... Well, we're going to go with a dexterity check. You're at advantage, actually, because Darius... Well, that's not the name I had for him, but Darius has advantage on dexterity checks. He's a grappler. I'll get him, my lord. Oh, nat 20. <laughs> okay, so you expertly grab the leg of the princess, yanking her down, and the added weight causes her to lose her grip around Fievel. They both tumble to the ground. That was a bad idea, princess. We are now... (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Darius. I I appreciate that dialogue. You guys are now in combat. Fievel, you are ten feet off the ground. The princess and Darius sprawled on the ground. Ten feet from Darius and the princess down the alleyway, we have Yurik and his two other Nighttail assassins. We have Yurik starting things off with a 24. I have a 17. Darius has a 4. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Darius is going last. That's fine. The other two Nighttails are going in between Fievel and Darius. And the princess also got a 4. Interesting. Her plus is greater than Darius's, so she'll be going in between the night tails and before Darius. So, Yurik will start first. Seeing the princess on the ground, 
but also seeing Fievel up in the air, Yurik runs ten feet forward and kicks the rapier of the princess away and down the alleyway. And then he okay. places his blade at her throat, looking up at you with a grim, looking smile, like a sneer almost. He says to the princess, Don't move, princess. We now have Fievel's turn. Fievel, what would you like to do? Say, let her go or all your bodyguards here will die. Okay, this is combat, so you can end combat and try to negotiate. If you want to do anything like an action on your turn, you can also do that. It's up to you. You want to take the negotiation oh, out? I'm taking an take... action. Okay. All his lackeys at the back there, I'm going to use insect plague on them. <laughs> oh, <God>. Okay. Um, <laughs> can you explain insect plague for the audience just so that we're on the same page? Locusts fill a 20-foot radius sphere for 10 minutes. All foes caught in the sphere must take a constitution saving throw or take 4d10 piercing damage. And Oof. half of that on a successful roll. Okay. We've got one with an 18 plus con of 1, so 19. And the other one's got a 15. So the 15 fails, but the 18 passes. So 15 <laughs> for the 2d10 one and... And 18 for the 4d10 one. Okay. All right. So, Fievel, would you like to end your turn as you are in the air here, or what would you like to do? Yeah, I'll stay where I am. Okay, sounds good. We are now on to the two night tails. They run furiously out of the 20-foot swarm of insects, who are also now causing commotion on the street. <laughs> one scales the right wall, one scales the left one, and they individually, one after the other, leap at you to try and drag you down to the ground. The first one, with a nat one, leaps off God. of the ground and bashes into the other... Well, I guess I can't... <laughs> I want them to bash into the other one, but only one can go at a time, and the first one rolled a nat one. So this one leaps off of the wall, missing you, and slamming into the left wall. It's head first, and it's going to roll a constitution saving throw, and it has knocked itself out. Oh, God. <laughs> My brother. No. <laughs> okay, Darius, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you to refrain from speaking on every turn that's not your own, if, if that's okay with you. Sorry, my lord. <laughs> okay, again, not speaking as your lord here, just speaking as the DM. Okay, but with a seventeen plus the we're gonna go with strength required to grapple you to try and bring you down to the ground. The other night tail, I'm gonna say I don't know what your AC is off the bat top of my head, but seventeen plus three. Mine's at twenty. Okay, so he does indeed grab your leg, and this is going to be a strength check between you and him to see if he drags you to the ground. Uh, He's got a 14 plus the 3. Plus 2, so 18. So he does not manage to drag you to the ground, but he is dangling off of your leg. He will hang there for the rest of the round. The princess is at the ground, and the blade is at her throat. She is in a precarious situation. She can try and roll out of the way, but without a sufficient... You know, she's going to take damage either way because she's moving out of the area of opportunity. So instead, wisely so, I think, she, she remains there, eyes kind of darting back and forth towards her rapier, which is at the end of the alleyway, and she's going to hold there for the turn. Darius is on the ground beside her. Darius, what is it that you would like to do? Uh, well, I don't have my weapons out. Darius is a dual dagger wielding son bitch. Ah, that fits his personality, yeah. But Darius will do what he does in the crack dens. Darius scratches her eyes out. Okay. So, oh, God. 
Yurik's blade is in between you and the princess at this point, so do you want to move to the other side of her to scratch her eyes out, or... Yes, my lord. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You know, she's going to cover her face and not allow you to scratch her (laughs) eyes out, I think. Typically, I wouldn't really allow that kind of back and forth during combat, but scratching someone's eyes out just <laughs> unless unless you're really making a swipe for the eye i mean you can make a swipe for it if you want but continual scratching i think takes a long time my lord you disappoint me but okay i will grab her then okay so you grab the princess are you grabbing her legs are you grabbing her hands what are you doing i'll try and restrain her arms okay so you restrain her arms fantastic it's going to be a strength check you versus her she's got a 4 <laughs> So, That's a 14, my lord. Again, you don't have to refer to me as your lord, just Yurik. And, yes, uh, you, I'm sorry. You successfully have the princess grappled, and we are now on to Yurik's turn. Yurik looks towards you and he says, Baxter, come down from there, or I cut the princess's throat. Say only if I could land on your buddy here. The the rat the mouse is going to let go. The other night tail is going to let go of you. He lands and begins to assist his conked out buddy, which is on the ground. Yurik is ending combat for here, but you can start it up anytime you want. I don't have beef with you, just with your crazy assistant. <laughs> Darius takes offense to that. Quiet, Darius. Sorry, my lord. Baxter, Slowly. if you choose to go on your way, we will allow you. No harm has been done which cannot be mended. I flap my wings in a downwards motion and land. So, the Nighttail who is helping the other one up gets his other buddy conscious by slapping in a few times, and they both relieve Darius in the project of holding the princess's arms. Darius, you may now stand. You're no longer needed for that that portion. Yes, my lord. And Yurik looks to you, Darius, and he nods in a way that you know to mean only one thing, which is knock out Fievel Mausenthrov with a blow to the back of the head. You have seen this nod a thousand times. It is a nod you are familiar with. This is the first time, Darius. <laughs> <laughs> what movie? There's a movie called The Losers, where they're at the top of the building, and the, the CIA guy, Max, nods, and Wade kicks the guy off the roof, and he fucking falls. And he's like, God damn it, Wade. <laughs> what? You, you nodded. You told me to kick him off. That was that was a, a shoot him in the leg nod. <laughs> At the very worst, that was a break his fingers nod, Wade. Like, Christ, how many times have you and I done this? Well, I'm sorry. It just seems excessive. <laughs> Although it does appear to have the desired effect. <laughs> okay. All right. So Darius does what he does best. And he beats Fievel in the head until he's unconscious. <laughs> Yeah, now that I, I hear you say it, that would definitely be the way he'd do it. Um, I'm going to require an initial roll. I mean, it's advantage. You're behind Fievel. I let that crazy stand behind me. Uh, 19. Sorry, your AC at this point is 20? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Darius, you narrowly miss hitting Fievel Mausenthrov on the back of the head, but only because Fievel hears the blow coming and is able to dodge it from the side. There is now another series of combat between Darius and Fievel. (laughs) Now, Darius, your sole job here is to knock him out by whatever means necessary. So, Fievel, you spin around and you're facing Darius. I'm going to require initiative rolls from both of you. It's a five, my lord. A 17. Okay, so, Fievel, you don't have any weapons drawn, but what is it that you'd like to do? I'm going to breath attack him at 
close range. Okay, I. what kind of breath attack is this? The lightning. Okay, Darius, can you please roll that dex check to get out of the way of the... Uh, nat 20. Fuck, I'm getting so lucky tonight. Okay, typically with dexterity checks, you know, to get out of the way, a nat 20 would just mean you take half damage. DM's going to overrule this, and because Darius is coked out of his mind, <laughs> he's going to dodge it with just a dexterity, which is unseen. <laughs> Darius, it is now your turn. You are now alongside Fievelmausenthraven, and I don't want to tell you how to play this, but Darius is a choker, so... Oh, oh, yeah, Darius knows. I grab him by his scrawny mouse neck. <laughs> uh, yeah, plus one inspiration point for the character Darius, because this is absolute gold. Fievel, I'm going to need a strength check out of you for your windpipe. Say 15. Okay, uh, Darius, you're, you're clamping onto his neck, and the name of the game for you here is it's essentially for the next few rounds or however long Darius can hold on. It's strength check versus strength check. Okay. And I think we're going to go with uh, between the two of you, each round is roughly 12 seconds, three rounds, and the small lungs of Fievel would probably be pushed to their limits. I'm going to imagine that you're going to need to win three strength checks to suffocate him. All right, Darius will roll. Attend, my lord. Go to sleep, mouse. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Darius, he did roll higher than you, but I feel the need to remind you you have an inspiration point if you want to choke this bitch out. Darius will use that inspiration point. What the fuck? (laughs) That's a 17, my lord. (laughs) Okay, uh, sorry, Fievel, was your roll also a 17? Uh, No, it was a 15. Fievel, you feel Darius's long fingers and he has one particularly long nail it looks like his pinky nail which he probably uses for snorting cocaine you feel them wrapped around your throat (laughs) you feel like you can't break out of his grasp I'm going to require another strength check out of both of you Darius if there's anything you'd like to say throughout this process I I feel like you can (laughs) shh go sleep little mouse (laughs) that's a 14 can I use wild empathy on him Is is he a beast Kind a of. little bit. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. He's he's subhuman and sub but And just because he's in the grips of addiction, Fievel, does not make him less of a human, okay? No, but he, you cannot use wild empathy on humanoid creatures. You can only use it on beasts. Oh, what if I alter myself and I make myself look like his boss? Um, yeah, again, you can cast the alter self spell. That will give up this turn of choking, so he basically has you on the brink of passing out. And then, I, I mean, you don't know how he's going to react to it, but you're more than welcome to. I'm going to risk it. It seems like he's very compassionate for his boss. Okay, so the next turn automatically goes to the mouse folk Darius as he chokes you out. Your vision becomes spotty here, Fievel, as your last-ditch attempt is to impersonate his boss. So you impersonate Yurik, trying to look like him. For a moment... Darius looks between you and looks between Yurik, who's standing above him, and Yurik, in almost a pleading tone, says, Come on now, Darius, you can't truly think that that is me. My feverish coke dreams are coming back. <laughs> uh, so, Darius, you, you have a choice here, to a certain extent. I mean, you look up and you know that that's Yurik. You look down, you know that that looks like Yurik, but... I mean, you're you're a monster, but you're not stupid. I've always wanted to kill my boss. <laughs> oh my gosh! And at an accelerated rate, Fiala Mountain Club is choked out. 
Tiavel. The spotty darkness of your vision becomes larger, and eventually you pass out, losing consciousness. All right. I take his cloak off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The last thing you see is Darius's obviously frenzied-looking face, the blue skies above, and you hear the sounds of the princess, her voice becoming muffled as a bag is thrown over her head, and you fade into unconsciousness. Fievel, I'm gonna I'm gonna hand you 500 experience points, not for winning that encounter by any means, but certainly for doing the right thing. I think that's very important to say. Yeah, Second, you're always... last time I stand up for a woman. <laughs> nope, Jeez. you said that at Winarda happened, and here you are again. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Never learns his lesson. Always chasing women. And uh, Darius, I'm gonna hand you an inspiration point for taking out a rival clan member. Yeah, thank you, my lord. Okay, again, I'm not your lord. It's sorry, my lord. Yurik is oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, allow me to set the scene, if you will. Fievel, bag over your head. You awake. You are slumped on the ground. Not far from you, you both feel the warmth of a fire, as well as hear the sounds of the crackling of logs splitting under the flame. You also hear in the distance the sounds of crickets chirping and the sounds of the winds through the trees. You feel, no, you know that you are no longer in Malvista. As you awake, something kicks your stomach and you take one point of damage. You kind of feel the the breath rush out of your lungs and you hear the snickering of Darius taunting you. (laughs) And then you hear me go... (laughs) As I do a bump. (laughs) Okay, A, that's not a bump, that's a line. And and B, take another inspiration point. You are my new favorite character. (laughs) See a Rogar. (laughs) More like see a Fievel, you're going to replace this guy. Okay, my new favorite mouse. Let's get a poll down in the comments below. Who's your favorite mouse? Is it Darius? Is it Fievel? Is it the princess? Or is it Yurik, Wildtail, the leader of the Night Tales? Answers down below. The winner gets a hat. Like something the winner along of the poll? Yeah, the, winner of the, the winners of the poll. Yeah, whoever. Uh, <laughs> That's uh, definitely, split a hat. definitely the worst way to set up a contest. Yeah, the most people who pick something all get a prize. <laughs> I, know, I want the one person who stands alone as, as liking Fievel to get the prize. <laughs> I'm really bad at making up contests. Okay, you hear the voice of Yurik Wildtail. We have been looking for you for so long, my princess. And... Truthfully, we did not think to find you in the human filth pile that is Malvista. You hear the hood being pulled off of the princess's face and a gag being removed from her mouth. As she says, you do not scare me, Yurik. Don't forget, I know who you really are. He splutters a little bit and then says, you know nothing. And you hear a backhanded smack across her face. Uh. Yes, yes. Hit her, my lord. Okay. <laughs> the other wild tails are looking as Darius is just becoming fully erect. <laughs> Powder just underneath his nose. <laughs> I can't even describe just the urgency with which he wants her to be hit. <laughs> okay. Fievel, the... Burlap sack is also ripped off of your head, and there is a wild tail in front of you, his eyes glowing in the firelight, and he has pulled an axe 
from his side. You are then kicked in the back by another wildtail over top of a log, your head protruding off of the edge. And Yurik says, Too bad, Baxter, that you could not save the princess. Before I uh, I'd go here... You know what? What's the big? What's the master plan? Why? Why all this interest in the princess? I mean, it, it won't matter because I'll be dead anyway, right? Fievel, I like where your head's at. I'm going to hand you 500 experience points for stalling. Yurik says, "Do you think I am that foolish to simply go over you? No, my plan does not require explanation. However, Darius is much more easily provoked into long cocaine <laughs> rants." And he just starts spitballing. (laughs) (laughs) We're clearly trying to get the money, you know, the money. (laughs) Darius, I feel the need to tell you that though your drug habit does require (laughs) inordinate sums of money, you are actually not killing the princess for money, but rather a clan war between the Nighttails and the White Whiskers. Yes, that's what I said. Okay, so Darius, you're still spitballing here. You're on a long... Drug-fueled rant. I, I say, what about the money? Uh, nothing. No money. We're killing the princess because our clan and hers have been at war for a very long time. I think I need to sit down. <laughs> okay, great rant, by the way. Fievel, your plan has paid off as hovering a few hundred feet above your position, just gliding on some updrafts, you know that Chopper telepathically linked to you is above you you hear the thrumming voice in his head kind of resonate within yours as he says you are awake let's see yeah save me please he says with pleasure as you hear soaring through the air down towards your location plummeting towards the ground the huge drake winged and tri-headed of chomper bowser and whatever the fuck the third one's name is (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, don't care. Never going to remember that. Not even going to write it down. Not even going to try. You, you come up with an easy name or it doesn't get named at all. As the axe is raised above your head, crashing down and landing, not but 10 feet from the group of you, is Chomper. The mouse folk all around squeak and squeal in terror. And the only one who seems potentially very excited by this new combatant and also somewhat aroused probably is Darius. Yes, yes, my my coke dreams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Darius just likes a fight and it doesn't even seem to matter whether it's a winning one or a losing one. It's at this moment that combat begins and with advantage we're going to let your boy Chomper roll first because, I mean, he's obviously got the drop on all of these mice. With three heads, he's, he gets three bite attacks per turn, correct? Yeah. He could probably make very quick work of these mice. So the night tails, oh my god, like they're mice and they have high dexterity, but they can't roll for shit. Yeah, the highest here is a 13 from Yurik, and the others are all lower than that. Alright, so am I, am I trapped right now? Like it's just No, him. you're just beneath the axe, but I mean, trust me, you are the least of this night tails worries. <laughs> I have a 15 for the Drake. Uh, yeah, he's above all these guys, except for Darius, who obviously nope. is being rolled by Josh, and then there's, of course, Fievel, your roll. Thirteen, my lord. Okay, so Darius, you're going to be going just before Yurik. I- I've determined that your cocaine adds more to your dexterity. Yes, yes. 
It's the kids going. And Fievel's got a 17. Okay, so it'll be Fievel, then the Drake, followed by Darius, Yurik, and then the Nighttails. I'm going to pull out my uh, scimitar of speed. You do not have it. Oh. Why in the fuck do you think you'd be knocked out and still have your weapons? (laughs) You know, In fact, you see your scimitar of speed in the hands of Darius. I'm twirling it. currently snorting a line off of it. (laughs) Motherfucker. I breath weapon his ass again. I'm sorry. I I feel like, yeah, first of all, be upset at him, but second... It's called the scimitar of speed. You think the, this guy's <laughs> actually using it more so what it was designed for than anyone else's? <laughs> Plus one inspiration point to me. Okay, you're going to breath weapon his ass? Yes. His back is turned to you as he's aroused and staring at the dragon. So, uh, Darius, I'm going to have you rolling at disadvantage to get out of the way here. Darius rolled a ten. Okay, so clearly not enough. Uh, can we get some damage for Darius, please? Sure can. You seem to be rolling a lot. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> uh, twenty-nine damage. Darius, you're still up and and well. No worries for you there. So, Fievel, anywhere that you'd like to move on your turn? Yeah, I'll fly up uh, fifteen feet. Okay, would be easy, but your hands are tied behind your back. Oh, all right. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, uh, I mean, I like the way you're doing this, trying to do things and then realizing you can't. But yeah, you were <laughs> you were tied up, hood put over your face, and then your weapons were taken. I mean, act like you were just a prisoner. <laughs> <laughs> can I waddle towards my drake? You can, but you will leave the area of opportunity of the night tail who has the axe above your head. You can try and roll out of the way. I mean, he's still going to try and slice you, but it's not going to be great because he's staring at the drake, obviously. Okay. Yeah, I'll just move out of the way of the axe. Yeah, his roll is not enough to strike you. It's an 11, so I imagine that doesn't reach your 20. And the axe is embedded momentarily into the log. Would you like to run anywhere or do anything? Run towards my drake. Okay, so you run to the feet of your drake, you know, you're quite small and he's quite large and, you know, you're in between both of his front legs. As it is now his turn, this is going to, with all three heads, grab the closest three of the night tails. So that will leave only Yurik not in his bite if he grabs them. Uh, first will be Darius. Darius jumps out of the way miraculously as Chomper's yes, left, yes. left lesser known head rolls a six and is just not going to reach that AC. However, Chomper's next head, the middle one, rolls a 13 pluses to hit, which is... He's got a plus 7 to that bite. Fantastic. So he's going to grab one of the night tails, and he's got an 11 plus 7, so he's going to grab both of the other night tails in his jaws. They're quite small, and he's quite large. There are dozens of piercing, you know, jagged teeth here and it's a drake's teeth so some of them are long and spiny and they're more so designed to catch their prey rather than saw it or cut it but I mean dozens of teeth holes in these mice we could roll damage but they're dead for sure. We are uh, now on to Darius who is still alive I'll grab the princess Okay so Darius is going to grab the princess you're going to you know grab her by the her tied hands because she's yeah. also on her knees. Yeah, so I'm going to grab her and put my sword to her throat. 
Okay. If you come any closer, I'm going to slit her little throat. So, after Darius's turn is Yurik. Yurik also puts his sword to the princess's throat and he says, I will do the same. And now you just kind of Chomper drops both of the dead rats on the ground. Their bodies thud quite loudly and you see both Darius and Yurik flinch when the the bodies drop and hit the ground. And there's a little bit of a standoff here. We're now back to the top with Fievel. If you choose to make combat your action or if you choose to be diplomatic, it's up to you. Yeah, we're going to try the diplomacy route. I say, leave her here, and I'll let you live. Otherwise, you'll see the same fate as your others. Okay, are you trying to roll persuasion, intimidation? Intimidation. Okay. It's a 14. Neither Yurik nor Darius are swayed by the intimidation. The Drake obviously lends to your cause, but Yurik is very committed to his, and Darius is very committed to Yurik, so... (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I do whatever Yurik does. Okay, so you're trying the diplomacy, right? Is there anything else you'd like to say, Fievel? What's her life to to any of you? Like, why don't you just go after the leader? Why why the princess? Seems like a coward's move. So Yurik smiles, and he says, You would not understand... Baxter. You see, the princess is the last in her line. I can end the white whisker line for... uh, Jesus, once and for all. Yuck, have you been doing my cocaine? (laughs) No, cocaine (laughs) makes it easier to rant and talk. (laughs) If I end the line, I end their clan. They will fall into shambles. And the night tales will take over the north. So what's with the whole kidnapping and bringing her across the world? Why why not just kill her? I did not bring her here, no. We have been hunting her for some time. Killing you on the streets of Malvista? Well, pardon me, but even a human's prison is still... Unfit for one of the generals of the Night Tales. I do not wish to spend my time locked up. So, we took you out of the city, hidden in a cart. That way, we would not be accused of the crime. Hmm. What's going to happen here? Because if you kill her, you're both going to get incinerated by my, my Drake here. And if you let her go, that's that doesn't seem to be an option, so... Let's hear what you have to say, because I'm not letting you leave here without, you know, some some kind of plan that doesn't involve murdering the princess. It looks like we have a Kazakhstani standoff. Yeah, yeah, Kazakhstan, my lord. <laughs> you guys like that? I was going to say a Russian standoff, but that was obviously too... He says uh, very quietly... Uh, at first. Hmm, perhaps you are right. I'll tell you what, Baxter. If we give you the princess, I have your word you let us go. Unharmed. Back to the north. You leave the princess, and your faithful companion dies to my Drake's hand. You ask much, for the one who holds everything. 
You see, I have the princess, and I am loyal to my cause. If I kill her, even if I die, my name will be remembered in the night tale history. So, who really loses here, Fievo? No, you have only one play to make. Let us go, and we let her go. To find her another day, perhaps. But to save her today, yes. Fievo would let them go, but Baxter, on the other hand, vengeance. <laughs> vengeance builds in with within him. I'm sorry, um, you don't have bipolar disorder. <laughs> you are one person. <laughs> Only one of us can have a disorder here. <laughs> All right. Drop it in the comments no. below who you like more. <laughs> Which mouse folk? Fievel's always there for the bitches, so I'm going to have to take his uh, his deal there. I say, okay. fine. So Yurik looks to Darius and he says, Let the princess go. The line of the white whiskers will end another day. But, but my lord, this is the closest we've ever come. There will always be tomorrow. Remember the code of the night tales. Scurry today to survive another fight. We are better off, my friend. Yes, yes, my lord, of course, of course. So Darius takes a big sniff of the princess's hair <laughs> and then releases her. Okay, the princess runs over to Fievel's side and underneath the drake's protection. The two mouse folk, both Darius and Yurik, then scurry into the night and out of reach of the drake's claws. And you hear cackling in the... <laughs> we will return! <laughs> Okay, it's uh, it's too bad I couldn't uh, obviously reward Tyson McKay for this this fantastic <laughs> playthrough of, of Darius. But guys, give Tyson McKay some love. Give Josh some love on playing Darius. Totally off the top. Thank you. Not Thank the name you. I had for him, but a very interesting name nonetheless for the, for the <laughs> mouse folk. Fievel Mausenthrop for saving the princess of the White Whisker Clan. You are going to receive 2,000 experience points. And... Yes potentially be seen in a new light in the princess's eyes, who looks at you, surrounded by the dead bodies of the night-tail mouse folk, and underneath the, the drake's protective gaze, she looks at you and she says, Thank you. Anytime, sugar. She looks at you disapproving again, but oh, her no. gaze somewhat softens, and she says, I thought you were unimpressive when I first met you, but it looks now that... You are quite a formidable mouse. See, this is this is Chomper. He he's, he's the muscle. I'm the brains. Not really though. So she almost laughs a little bit as she looks at you. The firelight kind of playing nicely with her eyes. She says, "I must head back to the north, Fievel. The good fight wages on." I ask her if she wants a ride. She smiles at you and she says. Well, it would be faster. I think I will take some time on the road. So you, you don't want my help? But, Fievel, I am a strong and self-sufficient mousefolk. I did not need your help. Call bullshit. <laughs> just, just a second ago. <laughs> <laughs> so as you say just a second ago she leans forward and plants a kiss firmly on your mouse folk lips 
She pulls well. away and she says, maybe sometime soon, I won't need your help again. That could have been Darius's lips. <laughs> okay. Darius just calling out from the sidelines here. Yeah, Darius is not but ten feet in the distance looking at you guys from the shadows. No, I'm just kidding. That motherfucker. A rage en- en- envelops him. <laughs> no, no, Darius is not there. The princess, however, Fievel, has said something quite interesting. Maybe she, uh, she won't be in need of your help sometime soon. She won't, or she will? Well, she's saying it playfully. Like, maybe uh, I won't need your help again. Wh- where is this north? If you if you ever do need me, just send me an, a note, or however you mouse folk communicate. With your drake, it wouldn't be hard for you to find us. Fly north to where the mountains are capped in snow, and you will find a valley nestled there. One that does not belong, and you will find the White Whisker clan. We could use a good mouse like you, she says as she breaks the bonds on her wrists, and then begins to pick up her things, her rapier from the ground, and a small couple pouches which she clips onto her belt. She puts up a blue hood over her head, covering her ears, but still obviously you know, showing the very nice shapely features of her mouse folk face. She says... I wouldn't mind seeing you again. I'll talk to my friends, and maybe I could bring more help. You know, those guys don't seem to be the winning side, and for some reason I seem to be swayed by you, so I'll uh, I'll do what I can, and I'll bring what help I can, and I'll see you around. And I wink, or I play with my whiskers all romantically and stuff. <laughs> okay, so you wink and play with your whiskers at the same time. Looks like you're having a stroke. <laughs> and she begins to walk away the very shapely features of a mouse folk princess when suddenly you realize you never got her name you want to know what else you never got your sword back hey. <laughs> that, is, that is actually very true you never got the sword of speed back <laughs> and now some coked Whoa. up fiend put it to better use than you ever did kill him I should have murdered his ass. I knew it. I'm sorry. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Sorry, um, but we'll, we'll return to the sword matter in a moment. You, you're walking away when you realize you never caught her name. I say, you. You never told me your name. So she turns back, the cloak swirling at her feet, her hood covering uh, almost everything but her eyes and, and later her nose. She twitches a little bit, smiling. You know, the the whiskers kind of tilting to one side. As she says, My name is Nadia, princess of the white whiskers. Nadia. And I say, well, I have something to get off my chest. My name isn't Baxter. It's actually Fievel. She looks to you and she says, Not a prince? No. Hmm. Just a, a humble mouse, but uh, Chomper here treats me like a prince, if that, if that means anything. She looks at Chomper and then to you, and she says, Perhaps I will see you around, Fievel. I wave goodbye, and I say, It was nice meeting you, Nadia. Okay. She turns and walks away, and your heart desperately wants to go with her, Fievel. But you let her go into the night, and that is 
is where we are going to leave things for today. Wow. That was a much yeah. happier ending than the last one. <laughs> yeah, if I let Darius have his way, everyone would be dead right now. <laughs> we can't have two back-to-back <laughs> slaying episodes. Good job, Fievo. You didn't let anyone die. You did better than Tyson. Uh, it was tough. Man, so, Fievo, how does it feel to uh, to have a new love interest separate from Arda? And a, and a new arch enemy. You know, yeah. I, I feel like this is real life all over again, you know? <laughs> One broken heart leads to a nice new relationship, and then and then you never know what's going to happen with that. Could it go on and, like, lead to marriage and all that stuff? Or will it be another broken heart, you know? I, I don't know if Fievel can take another broken heart. <laughs> and then I get distracted in battle. You personality know, split, split into two when you... <laughs> broke up with Arda and I don't know if we could handle a third personality <laughs> turns out I was Riav all along <laughs> it was me yeah you gotta find your sword again someday you're gonna hunt that fucking gremlin down <laughs> any questions comments or concerns before we end things off for today guys none for me my lord okay that has got to stop <laughs> You got the sword of speed. Just take your prize. <laughs> he gives it to Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna say it's it's good to be back. Had a little uh, wasn't exactly a vacation. Yeah, we missed through, you. Went through hell and all that stuff, but you know it's it's nice to be back on the pod and you know uh, to be back in this awesome story. And I hope I can add some good laughs for all you fans out there, just like the good old days. Oh, that was the most heartfelt thing you've ever said on this podcast. <laughs> plus 100 experience points. No, nay, nay, plus 1,000. Wow, damn it. I gotta be more heartfelt. I also love the fans, uh, I'd like to say. And that's it for today, guys. So thanks so much. It has been an absolute pleasure bringing you this episode, whether it was morning, evening, noon, or night. I just want to say thanks so much for listening to the Dicey D20. This is your DM signing out. There he is, signing out. Stop. <laughs> 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 <laughs>